Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And we are back again. Episode 018 if I'm not mistaken. You- Zero one nine. Is it zero one nine? I think it is. Are you lot trying to confuse me? Nah, last week was zero one eight, was it not? No, it was eight. Yeah. All right. Zero one nine. I hope I'm right. Yeah. We'll roll with it anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, hosted by myself, Michael Payne. It's brought to you, should I say, by GRM Daily. This is the TBC podcast, hosted by myself, Michael Payne. We let our guests introduce themselves. So large. Scholar DJ. If you just come a little bit closer to the mic, that's it, bro. Uh, I feel like a little kid right now. <laughs> Scholar DJ. Yeah. Renee. We may have some guest speakers moving forward. It's a pleasure to uh, to meet you both. You get me? Um, nice to meet you too, mate. Yeah. We're going to chop up a few things. The first being probably the most pressing issue this week. Something that affects all of us not only as listeners but as participants in this music thing and uh yeah that's the grime debate so so obviously uh as most of you will know a young girl named Shante from Bristol uh took it upon herself to write a think piece about the cultural ramifications if you like of of uh white people's interest in grime and she kind of it started as what i believed was a think piece i'd say the title kind of i, I knew w- when i read the title i knew that it was going to be a bit controversial yeah and 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 she kind of got off on the wrong foot i'd say with the title because i just thought it will be a bit what was the title again sus if you'd like to we we got the big screen there could you read out the title should we be relieved that Grime has gained recognition as a Mercury Prize nomination? Should we be relieved that Grime has gained recognition at the Mercury Prize nominations? Like, so when I saw that title, I thought, well, Dizzy won a Mercury Music Prize years and years and years ago. And then I realized that she's 20 years old. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's weird to say that. Way before time. You understand? Yeah. So she's, like I said, I think she set off on the wrong foot journalistically. Um, because it just looked so a look, little bit sort of ill-informed. She didn't do a Google. She, was, she didn't do a Google. Yeah, that's the thing. You can yeah, tell yeah. that from the title. She's a bit ignorant. Yeah, still. So, what are you? What What were your first thoughts upon? Did, have you read the? Um, you know what? You know, article you know what, Forgive me. I didn't really read the article, but I see the back and forth on Twitter with certain DJs. You, you get the gist of it. Yeah. The article, so I got yeah. the gist of it. So 
I don't know, but to be honest, do you think what I think about the article or what I think about what was said altogether? Um, well, if you if you sort of are more privy to what was said, then yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. Do you know what it is for me? I come from Bow, yeah, and that's like it's quite a multicultural place. Like the blacks and the whites get on quite well. And a lot of people say Graham started in Bow. So really, if you have to say that, it was it's our I feel like it's kind of not our music like that, but we watched it grow to get, like as one people. So in Bo, if you don't like, if you don't know about Bo, you won't know. But the white boys in Bo, like <clears throat> they're involved in all the stuff the black boys are involved in: stealing yeah. bikes, stealing cars, selling drugs, burglaries. You know, you you'd be surprised about how much stuff the white boys actually do. Mm. Not just in Bo, Tower Hamlets, all over Tower Hamlets, Bethnal Green, Poplar. You know, you've seen the craze and that. It's not an easy area, sort of thing. Yeah. So, the, so people might think that. It's only in London. It's only the uh, black boys that get up to stuff. But some of the some of the some of the hardest criminals I know are white and black, and they break the law in unison together. And you know, that's what obviously the music's come from there because of what's going on. So you're getting people like Dizzy mixing, and he's and he's going on radio with Slimzy and Genius, yeah. And <clears throat> earlier days, like people like the Scarda Scratchy. So as black and white, they've all gone to the same schools together. They'll leave school early to go and do madness. The stories are just crazy. So when I'm hearing that it's a black boy's genre, I'm thinking, I don't know. I can see where someone will come from saying that because there's certain areas in London. I'll go to certain areas myself. Like I've got cousins from Hackney and Stratford, but they're not really mixing with white boys as much. You see what I'm saying? So my point basically is that the music has come from here, not directly. It's other places that have contributed, but... You'd say the music's come from here, but it's about what's going on in the area. So when you're listening to Boy in the Corner and you're hearing some of the stories Dizzy's talking about, you might not know if he's talking about white boys or black boys. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I wouldn't say it's a certain colour. I would say it's more geographical, like yeah, yeah, it's of here sort of thing. Yeah. The, the stories and the struggles and the anger and the passion is coming from what's happened here, let, let alone what kind of people, because it's not like that. Like, we're in bold, there's black and white people, but it's only the black boys that get up to no good. So it's only the black boys that can write about doing the sh- the shootings, the stabbings, the drug dealing, the burglaries, because everyone shares them crimes and gets on well, you know what I'm yeah. trying to say? So yeah. she, where, she, where she's from, it might not be like that. Where a lot of people are from, they might not see black boys with a lot of white friends and mixed race friends. But I think that is a big factor, where, it's, it's, it's visibility. Where I'm from, <clears throat> black people and white people well, like I've no, got, got other friends that are from even other places in Tower Hamlets, like Isle of Dogs and Poplar and stuff, and they say they've grown up with racism, like people calling them black cunt. I've never been called a black cunt in my life. You get what I'm trying to say? I've got loads of mixed race cousins. I think Imbo is one place, and I think Bethnal Green a lot, there's a good mix with white and black. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? And that's where a lot of this music's come from. So I can't, me personally, I can't agree and say, yeah, it's our music as black people, because yeah. like I say, in Tower Hamlets or Bo, we're all one people sort of thing. So yeah. we get like Yeah, yeah there, there was there was from the origins there was this multicultural contribution to the music. So I think yes, obviously Grime does have roots in like sound system yeah, culture 100%. and dance And that is yes, black music. Garage as well Definitely, though. And you understand, yeah. But these people, but yeah, and yeah, I t- wholeheartedly agree. These these people were all DJing together. Yeah. All kind of chatting over like drum and bass together. From youth clubs. White and black. It's not like this. It's not like when, for instance, 
um, Wiley first touch Mike yeah. Scratchy wasn't already an MC. Yeah, no, of course. You understand? Course. It's not like bedrooms and stuff like that. Like this, yeah, this thing, this thing's like it's been forever. It's been going on. It's part of our growing up. You know, a lot of other areas. I don't know, like some of the activities they probably done outside of school was probably. I don't know what they were getting up to. I can't speak because I can only speak for my upbringing. But mm. my thing is like when I'm growing up from like year seven, year eight, Tinchy's house, that's a house that had decks in it. Yeah. I had about five, six friends whose houses had decks in it. So that's like half day from school or in the school holidays or on the weekends. That's an activity that takes place. You're going to someone's yeah. house, packed out in someone's bedroom. You're making a tape. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? And like that, that's, that's part of our thing. So that's what I'm saying. We've grown up with it. So it's not a thing like the white boy shouldn't be able to MC and talk about this and talk about that because from a, f like, I've personally experienced and watched white boys keeping up with as much as black boys. So I'll never see it like someone like the Scada on the mic saying certain things and I'll never look at him like, you're not allowed to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know no, I'm but saying? On, a, on another note, you know why I don't, I really don't understand this. Like, Firstly, I think I'm not trying to say because I don't know the I, know, I don't know the girl, but she's from a privileged area, and she doesn't really see what's going on, like from from our perspective. If you understand what I mean, so she's just seeing this happen and think, okay, only the black people are going through this and that and whatever. But everyone goes through it, and we're just trying to get out of it. Get me? So that's why people start spitting, people start doing their thing make it big and make money and bring other people into the thing because that's that's the way it's supposed to work. You, you got to re realise from the early days, like from the radio stations, it's a lot of white boys climbing up on roofs, putting up rigs, like risking their life. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy <laughs> white boys. Just yeah. You can't really turn around it and say white Big up boys. Frisky, not even a white boy, but big yeah, up Frisky. Genius, like, oh all of them. Genius. I've been yeah, to some death one. trap radio stations. <laughs> like, And these white boys, I don't think a black boy is going to climb on a roof. Yes, well, maybe I shouldn't stereotype, maybe sometimes, but... It's mostly the white boys that are making it happen, but then it mm. weren't called Graham. So it's like kind of unfair to say, nah, it's actually got a name and new identity that we can't say it because then it was garage, but it was still the same thing. People spitting over instrumentals and you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's a bit And mad. even from back in the day, you know, when it comes to people contributing outside of the music, you know, there were people like uh, Chantel Fiddy and Hattie yeah, Collins, yeah, journalists definitely. who were writing about Grime. They were like Hyper Frank. You had a uh, JP. Um, obviously, well, JP's black, but you know, his his kind of partner in crime was hyper frank at the time, um, and so so to kind, of, I think it's just kind of unfair. Yeah. Risky to, Tim and yeah, Barry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. all them people. It's, it's wrong to magic just, as well. We got magic. Do you know? Do you know what I think? Yeah, it's uh, like I said. I'll go back to it. It's not nothing to do with anyone's color or. It's more about geographical, where you're coming from, what kind of area you're in. Because you know what it is? I, I'm not going to lie to you. There was a part that I've seen in the article where she's saying about these boys can take off their tracksuits and they're not living the life no more. I've heard little... <laughs> no, no, but seriously, I've heard little That's funny. bantering like, That's funny. between like middle-class white boys where they say, oh, I'm, I'm dressed like a roadman right now. Like, just taking the piss, really. Like, they'll have a tracksuit on and a side bag. Like, yeah, I'm in my roadman mode. Like, with some kind of creature sort of thing. Like, just taking what the piss. What is roadman road? You get what, what exactly, but what is a roadman? So when she's saying that, yeah. I hear what that. What is a But like I said, if you come back to my area, yeah, where I've grown up, that's how you get the white boys and black boys dressed exactly the same. Yeah, it's true. So there is, like, is there, there's some real career criminals that, you know, and they, they're the same. It's the same. Everyone doing mm. everything hand Would in you? hand. What do you not feel about Logan's comments on Twitter? 
you know what? I didn't. I see I him arguing back and forth, but I, yeah, I, did, I couldn't catch all. I didn't, of it. didn't catch I didn't all see. of it. I didn't no, catch. What was actually said? What was said? We're gonna draw for the reference now to be accurate. He was on a professional. He was saying other races have always been there. Other cultural influences. Grime is from the estates, not from a color. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. That's true. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. When, where have you ever seen grime be an entirely black experience? I would understand if other races made it after it was created. Lyrically, grime is based off the experiences of MCs who spit. They have never been all black. And also, grime is not just MCs. It's a whole cult. Definitely. you got to think about it. It's come from jungle to garage, garage. to grime. And none of them genres there was just, just black boys. Specifically black is true. You know what I'm trying to no say? Way. You know what I'm saying? It's a mix the whole way through. Yeah. We even had, we had Asians, black, white, everything. Turkish. Everything. Like everything. I've, I've seen it all. Like, well, that's you might stick well. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. So you can't just say, nah, that it's grime and it's dark. No, but that's what I'm saying. You just... can't stick every genre to one race. You can't. How can you do it? Because everyone is bound to make music. Bro. So if they if they're feeling a the type of way, they're gonna make that a, kind of music. It's a bit of a reach because she's like, what, only twenty years old? You gotta yeah, exactly. think like, how old was she when man was spitting on Deja and Rinse and yeah. Yeah, she and misses, and like, what, what she needs to rem- bear in mind is that she's speaking from the outside of actually contributing to music. If she was an MC, for instance, or any kind of musician, then she would embrace it because as as performers, we are all. We don't watch, we really don't see colour in the thing. We do, you know, you can kind of weed out the ones that are doing it ironically and they're just taking the piss and you only kind of really, and they can just do their thing. You don't really, real recognise real, yeah, whatever, definitely. you understand. I think in that uh, situation, that's where that uh, like saying rings true and all that. But she she can't see what it's like for us as performers or musicians or whatever. And you're just... The, the thing is, you're just glad for every ear that listens. Yeah, 100%. Every sort of person that kind of helps you along the path, you understand? Definitely. You don't watch what colour. colour. Yeah. You understand? Of course not. Of course not. Of course I think not. she's reaching, to be honest. It's a reach. Like, she's 20 years old. No disrespect to nothing, but, like, she wasn't really going young man standing or Eskimo no. dance. Or, she no, she didn't walk the canal to go Deja Vu to go and mix on radio yeah. to, from four to six. Like, she didn't do that. She, she didn't do that. I've done that grind. You get what I'm saying? Like the one, yeah. the one bling is for the reload. Like she see the grime in the internet age. So that's where I think she's making it from. But if you really like peel back the layers and go back to where it started from, like, you know, Slimzy's one of the coldest on decks. And, 100%. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Sunday. From the offset. That Sunday, free to Everyone five was locked set. in. Every single person was locked like, in. That was sick. That was prime time. Like that was this. That was like the the equivalent to going on fire in a booth. Really, like if you want to listen to prime time, well, you weren't grime then, but garage. You'd have to tune in then. The Mondays on Deja from two to four Meridian, Jeez. four to six Rough Squad, six and to you've eight. And you got maximum DJ. Yeah, maximum. Come on, I can't forget maximum. You forget maximum. maximum. Come on, bro. Yeah, that, that bird's come a bit on. mad for them comments. I, I think exactly. she's just trying to wind everyone up to get attention. Exactly. I think it's worked. To be honest, yeah. I don't think she's really sat there as a journalist, done her research, and thought that. Yeah, it's just a black boy's culture. It's a reach, man. I've not... Well, the thing is, one thing that I will kind of say that I've observed is, like, you know, I follow this girl. Oh, yeah. You understand? We follow each other. And I've noticed... Like, when I first met her, she seemed quite reserved, if you like. And uh, over the last couple of years, she has been very vocal about certain racial issues, you understand? So I think this is just another kind of think piece to prove like with all due respect to her that she's woke and i think it's a reach because it's just 
you know, I need to start a conversation about race. Let me let me kind of write about something that everyone has experienced or encountered. You know, whether it's the old school listeners of Grime or the new school listeners that she doesn't seem to like because they seem to be predominantly white. Forgetting that, although you know, when growing up, when I was at you know, like certain, you know, before it was called Grime raves. Um, there weren't, I, I won't lie to you, it was predominantly black faces. Yeah, 100%. No, I, but because, yeah. because it was like only, it only seemed like inner London was involved yeah, in this thing. Definitely. You understand? Definitely. And it was only on the estates. Yeah. And, and you know, the estates are for working class people. So you're, you know, statistically speaking, it's going to be mostly black people that you're going to see at these events. You'd see one or two white faces, don't get it twisted. But the fact that now, since Grime has spread out so much to the middle classes, that you're seeing their faces. I don't think th there are going to be a few people that, you know, and I've encountered some myself. I've encountered a minority that only listen to grime because they feel they ought to. But a lot of people, like music is just one of those things that I think you can resort to to kind of channel some sort of feeling in it. There's a lot of teen aggression Definitely. right Definitely. now. Definitely. You understand? Definitely. Like their dads are getting fucking fired from their jobs and shit. Probably There's not like even a recession there. going on. Everyone's kind of angry. So like the teens are angry again. And I feel like it's it's a resurgence of like the feeling that was around when punk was around. Yeah, a you lot understand? of people punk comparing Graham to punk. You get me? I feel like that's it. I think there's a there's a there's a general zeitgeist that 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 is why everything's cyclical. But I feel like Grimes come around again because there is a lot of sort of teen angst in it. Yeah, definitely. And that's even among the middle classes because they all want to rebel and they want to listen to the nastiest music, the shit that their parents. But that's just what that's what the grime MCs kind of want it want that that's the reaction they want anyway. So for 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 someone to write an article like that speaking for the grime MCs, it's 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 presumptuous. It's it's arrogant, you understand? How the fuck do you know that that sentiment is shared by these people that are selling out fucking festivals? Do you really think Skepta's going, fucking hell, man, too many white people listening to my music? No, but you know, no, definitely not. But you know what it is? I don't know. From my observations from going to Grammaries over the last two to three years, because me, myself, I stopped like going to Gram events, only like starting to roll with certain artists that are performing. I've gone, started going back to the Gram events, but... When I'm looking in the crowd, I'm seeing like predominantly white youth. They look like they're from decent backgrounds and they're all under 25. Mm. Young. That's the demographic. So really, and I've gone to other kind of events like house events, um, normal, like, I don't know, like, you know, the mixture of rave, the R&B and stuff like that. So I think everyone that was in the grime raves that are roughly around my age that was following the culture then, I don't know what it is, if they've outgrown it or it's... It changed in a way they didn't like it. So now they're all in the house raves and um, the other kind of raves that are playing R&B and Bashment and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So that's 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 what it is. But I, I think, do you know what it is? Some of the times I'll get stopped in the streets from people that used to listen before but don't really follow ground, but they would have heard something I've done and they're like, yeah, mm. that's hard. I yeah. like what you've done. But I've noticed them kind of people that approach me and stop me, they're not the kind of people that are going to go to the raves. Yeah, they they're don't want the to listen to that. They're not the kind of people that are going to tweet. That's the truth and post stuff on Instagram and comment on the YouTube page. So they're kind of like a silent listener in a way that they think that they don't want to listen to Gram no more, but there's some Gram that still appeals to them. So, you know, that is another market of Gram that ain't really getting tapped into, I think. You know what I'm saying? Because some of them might think, I don't really want to go to a Gram rave. 
and have people in tracksuits jumping up and down and sweating on me mm. and doing <laughs> mosh pits and stuff like yeah. that. Like. But that's mad, isn't it? Because that is a completely different description <laughs> yeah. to a grime rave the first time round. Yeah, 100%. Grime rave the first time round, weed smoke, Hot weed, bare weed. hoods. Bear weed. That's weed and champagne. Champagne and weed. Champagne and weed. Every bad man from every hood. Just skanking. Yes. You would never, ever, ever, ever see a mosh pit. No mosh pit. No way. Yeah, down to the floor. Everyone's taking themselves too serious. Everyone was taking themselves too serious. It's like the bad. It was hood. It was the bad man from every hood. Like to be honest, now there's certain. I don't know what you'd want to say. Goon, road man, bad man, bosses or whatever. Like I would be shocked to see some of them in certain grime. Yeah, I was to go to a if they didn't know no one was performing and they just if you saw one of them in a grime rave they'd be on they'd be like they'll definitely be stage. yeah they'll definitely yeah of course but even to go to a grime rave and see some of these people there as spectators I think what's he doing here mm. like, what's he what's, wait like, can is this Eskimo dance any dance any you see any let me know you know, any see Eskimo dance yeah Eskimo dance yeah the last yeah. I think like probably three four years I would yeah. say it's like there's a lot of white people. Yeah, 100%. All yeah, of them. You like, see Eskimo That's dogs. exactly what you said. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. all of them. Exactly. All of them. There there's a quote in the article where she says, there's a popular Twitter guy called Select as well. And the reason he's he's angry and agreeing with this article was he went to a uh, Eskimo dance night and after hearing Stop That, Dizzy, he said the room was full of white boys and they could not utter one lyric to the song. He asked, are you Stormzy fans or are you Grime fans? But he can't blame them or be angry. No one can blame them or be angry with them because of their age. And they've missed that because there's certain heavyweight jungle MCs that um, people my age don't know about. But I, I, I had older cousins and stuff like that that were playing certain MCs and jungle MCs and garage MCs from old school that I probably shouldn't know about. I, know, I listen to stuff like Reasonable That and Mob Deep's first albums, The Infamous Mob. I shouldn't really know about these albums for my age, but it's like I was young. Yeah. Being Older in, siblings. yeah, not siblings, cousins yeah, and yeah. uncles and stuff like uh-huh. that. That's why I was being exposed to this music. Of course. So these, yeah, none of yeah, their, of bro, I've said this before, none of their older siblings yeah. or cousins listened to Grime the first time around. They were listening to like bands, probably. You understand? You know what I'm saying? So they've, they, that's, that's, they've, they've missed that. Like, yeah, of course. Sort of and yeah, you're right. You yeah. can't blame them. No, I, I honestly think, yeah, that it's almost like, it's just, I think it's bang out of order to deny someone the enjoyment of hearing something for the first time. So a lot of these kids have heard, yeah, Shut Down, or they've heard um, like any Stormzy tune, right? And then they've got into Grime through that. So then they've bought tickets to Sidewinder out of their pocket money and all that. And then, then they've heard the tune for the first time. And then they've gone on Twitter and then someone's just gone, yeah, but, um, you know, it's, it's annoying that this is their first time hearing something. I think it's like you, you, you're, you're the, you're the one that played it. You should be happy that you're the one who exposed them to that. Not angry, I think. But the internet's just such a blessing. People can go back and do their research. I think a lot of the youth have took time out to go back and research and listen to what, like, watch the old risky roles, the old practice hours, and yeah. work out what's going on from that. But yeah, absolutely. It is weird going back to the rave thing. Like, it is weird, like, because going to these raves, it was tense sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's. Mm. Bad man from every area in the rave, yeah, like north, south, east, west. Everyone comes out to represent, especially the Eskimo dances when it was mm. in Watford. Even before what? Wait, yeah, Watford. Then it was where did it go? Oh, then it started being in London, didn't it? A couple of events in London, a couple of places in London. But it stopped. The first Eskimo dance was in Watford, but this was a big event. Like everyone from everywhere is going to Eskimo dance, and they like I'll get people ringing me for Tinchy to say what can't man want to go? Bro, there yeah. was gunshots. Listen in. Sidewinder to my tune. There was gunshots to sidewinder in my tune. <laughs> Come on, cuz. Yeah, exactly. 
the like, so if it's the sidewinder is real, in a man. I don't know Birmingham or wherever it is Manchester, Bristol, real fam. all it's the real, bad man from on. the surrounding counties are going there. Down, like, all the it's not no normal. It's not easy at all. Like, prob- they probably scared off the normal like the decent white the people. Decent from people that like, are coming. There's no decent. There's gold teeth. Yeah. There's they're chapters, pushing it for like fam, in front of you now, yeah, all of that. And it has to be said, like there were, there was, there were some like just normal black youths that just wanted to roll and listen to Graham as well. You get me? So they probably even got scared off as well. Yeah, I think. I there's been a mad change in the thing where I don't know. Do you know what? I think I kind of blame it on gigs, like because since talking the hardest, it's like he just made it that the thing weren't cool no more. <laughs> like now, listen, it's it's an observation I've made. Talking the hardest has come out. Mad tunes, mashing up all the dances. All of a sudden, slowly, all these grand bangers are just, or the garage bangers at the time are just not as effective. It's just they want that raw shit. Like, you get what I'm saying? Then it's like... Like, game-changing. After gigs, you just got this banger representing hood here, northwest, east, south, just popping up everywhere. Then you get the mash tans, and then you get the banger from west, this, boom, boom, boom. They're all popping up. They're coming with that wickedness, and it's like, boy, that's the real shit kind of thing. So it's like the grime is not really as... That's just an observation I made. I might be wrong, but I could from that point there where gigs come onto the scene, the world was exposed to gigs. I don't really remember it being the same from that. There's uh, there's still a few people that held their fan base and carried on with whatever, but I noticed that people started it was all rap. People wanted and then and and it kind of influenced because a lot of people out, you'll probably get roadman that I'm not gonna bother do gram because they're probably kidding. I'm not an MC. It's like an MC was something to be shunned on, like to be an MC kind of thing. Like, I'm not no idiot MC kind of thing. You get what I'm trying to say? So when gigs has come through now and you just look at the screen when you see the Talking the Hardest video and you can just tell what's going on. Like, you take it exactly. back to ch- but that's some what I'm of saying. The, even Funky House, yeah, even went down to yeah, Funky yeah, House. Some of the Channel U videos, coming. when you look back now, it is kind of like, it's a comedy thing, like it's not really serious. I though. haven't watched Channel U in years. No, no, but I'm saying like, if you really cast your mind back and remember, like oh, see, the early old, videos. The I remember we used ones. to be in Scholars House sometimes, all of us, like a few men just sitting around in Scholars House chilling, and we would watch Channel U to laugh and laugh and laugh our heads off. And it's like it's our co- we should have been angry to think this is our thing, like people are killing our thing. Like the other day, I see Bounty Killer, this is an example, but I see Bounty Killer like having a rant about these people going to the bashment dances, you know, when they're just doing mad dances, jumping off of the poles and jumping on women and stuff. Yeah. And I'm seeing him ranting like, you're killing our culture. You're making it some jolting that like, people from other cultures, like I could argue with someone that's African like scholar and he could just turn around and say, ah, you yardies are mad. All you do is jump. <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? So really, <laughs> blood going back to Channel U now, I'm watching some of the stupid videos and the stupid concepts and the stuff people coming out with. We should have been angry about it, but we was finding it funny. <laughs> But at the same time, you've got someone that's going to pop up out of nowhere and just come like, this is what, if you're a real bad man in the UK or if you're representing or if you're doing your thing in the UK, this is what you should be listening to. And then after that, maybe these people rapping before, but I well, just going started back noticing. to that, yeah? Some grime artists jumped on the rap thing though. Like after talking the hardest, like, do you think that was a bit of like a corny move? or Maybe that was a... always in them. Maybe that was always in them to come with that, but... They were just doing the known thing to spit over grime and to have to rub shoulders with some of these people that they probably can't stand. Uh, some of them slightly moved to onto, onto when, it because it was the thing at the time. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Maybe, no. though, but no, I, saying, think, I think so. I'm saying there's probably some people that in their heart, they probably felt like, 
I want to rap, but they didn't have the courage to step out. Because I remember them times there, rap was all people that was using American accents. Yeah, for real. English people trying to rap with American accents. Other than Skinny just... Man and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah apart yeah, from yeah. being yeah. London Bare yeah, idiot yeah. rappers. There's even some rappers now, I don't want to say no names, but I remember they used to try and use American accents and rap like they were Yankees. So it was like, rap is an idiot thing. In the UK, rap is pathetic. There's been a time that I've just known that UK rap gets no respect because mm. that's not the thing. So Graham was the thing. Yeah, you get what course. I'm saying? But then slowly, I don't know, Graham just started getting silly. You get what I'm saying? So obviously that's what I'm saying. Big up gigs because that was a game changer, that tune there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. No, well said. I think that's a fair observation to make, actually. You know what I mean? Is there, um? have you got the screen? I'm still, can you read the ne- sort of next part of the um article? rarity of only grime not black basically why are we why are we happy that the mercury prize has recognized kano and skepta should should we be delighted or should we not does it not does it legitimize the music i mean i mean there's been previous winners isn't it like yeah, so, dizzy. dizzy was in it. So, so I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like nice. we've got to excuse her because of her age. She, yeah, yeah she's missed. Then again, she's a journalist, like you said. So journalists should do their research. Yeah. So then we can't really excuse that ignorance. But yeah, the fundamental um, premise of the article itself was flawed. Yeah, straight away, straight away. There's yeah, a hole in she went. Argument. Why? Why are we happy that people are getting awards for something that someone else in there? Genre has got before. I, I don't know if she's ranting. Is she upset about people getting awards for being in the BET? Just because the BET is just starting to notice us. Is she upset about that? Because that, that, I don't know. Like, because. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's still black. So that's black. Yeah, but I know, it, yeah. but it's the Americans, though. So yeah. they weren't really acknowledging before. They're acknowledging now. That ain't that something. No, you're absolutely because right. Because the Mercury have always acknowledged. Look how long ago Dizzy won that. That's oh, yeah. 10 years ago. So yeah. why would you be upset? Not that. that you get yeah. what I'm trying to say? I don't really understand. She doesn't remember. She was probably she 13, isn't it? Yeah, if she's 20 now, she's probably 13, isn't it? She says that the media attention wavered and it ended up collaborating with Robbie, Robbie Williams. That made me laugh. Yeah, like... That made me laugh. Like, you just she skipped, like, a big, years. like... She a decade. She missed that a decade. Let's be real, because, like, Mercury was fully... full free, and then he only worked with Robbie Williams, what, 2016? Yeah. Like, 13 years, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, Calvin Harris and all that. But even before Calvin Harris shit was there, she just skipped. She just leaped. Bro, I remember, brother. I remember Dizzy still driving through the hood as a Mercury Prize winner, like on the blocks. You know what I'm Mm. saying? I remember still seeing certain videos and stuff like he's Mm. just a rascal on a boat with like 20 men from the ends. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it. It's it's just it was like an acknowledgement of how much of a great album it was. You get what I'm trying to say? But she's talking like. They've bought him kind of thing. They've given the award and all of a sudden he has to make songs with Robbie Williams yeah, and stuff no, like that. that like, he, he, I think, that ain't really know, a valid what, point. No matter what people say, I think that Dizzy made his decisions to go mainstream or to make um, crossover material. I think he made that decision, you know, of his own volition. You know what I mean? I think he, he just thought... I think, you know, I actually read an interview, um, funnily enough, in NME, who are now the sort of laughing stock of journalism because of that uh, the, the gigs thing fail with the gigs thing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I read a really good interview with Dizzy what, oh, didn't hear, hold on you didn't hear what sorry, happened sorry, about sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. no no they said um, I'm like a caveman to some of this stuff sometimes yeah, go on. you have to forgive me no 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 it's alright they, they mistook what Giggs said on the track. On one of his tracks, uh, I've forgotten exactly what he says but they he said man rakes, rakes her but 
He said rape. <laughs> they fought rape. They fought. He oh. said rape and so, fully pu- published it. Oh my gosh! Without Shame asking him if it was true, confirm or deny. You know exactly. what I mean? They didn't give him an opportunity. They the just wrote. Song that ends with rape. Yeah. Shame on them. They didn't do their googles. Mm. Shame on them. Exactly. <laughs> so, That's all we have to do. <laughs> so I was reading this interview, <laughs> and it was uh, Dizzy Rascal, and he was saying that he wanted to make the record. We were going through another recession at the time or the beginning of the recession that we're still going through. I don't even know. Like recessions come every fucking year, it seems. But she, no, he, sorry, said that he was writing um, that, uh, what was the name of that album? The one with all the number ones on it. Was it Tongue and Cheek? No, Tongue and Cheek. It was Tongue and Cheek, Tongue and Cheek. Yeah, yeah. So he said he was releasing that album to just cheer people up. You get me? You, and so yeah, go on. Yeah, so I I respected that because if he's laid out his intentions <laughs> in it, and then it's up to us to kind of say whether we like the music or not in it. And I I you know I liked the music. It was obviously very different to what Dizzy had done before, but I still liked Dizzy's music. I liked the majority of the album, for instance. I don't know. One thing you got to understand that he locked it down with songs that he was making about being in Devon's Road, bro. Like mm. their their stories, like you know, it's mad because you can sit with some. You could drive through Devon's Road now and probably see a a person of about over the age of thirty and just 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 scrape their tongue, and they'll probably just say, "Yeah, that that tune was about this one. This tune was about that one." So yeah. he's just sitting down in Devon's Road, just making like reciting stories or his own experience, or other people's experience, and it just made him lock down a whole scene. Mm. And just he's like Jordan, like just kind of that's our Jordan kind of thing. Yeah, like, but yeah. exactly so saying saying that. So him people... making, so him changing his mind to make something else. It's not like it was to bust. He bust already, kind of thing. So yeah. people should really hold their tongue when it comes to that. Like he done like them stories. I know this. Like half the stories on them albums, like I know the story behind it, like or what he's talking about. So he's he's made an album based on real life events in the local area. It's won him a Mercury Prize. It's given him all kind of exposure. He's just the man. He's the golden boy. And his life tra- changed no, drastically. Of course, yeah, of course he did. Of course so he did. sometimes you've exhausted all the kind of inspiration inspiration that you can get from a, the perspective that Dizzy would have had I, on the street versus... Yeah, of course. I'll be honest. Dizzy used to roll with my cousin, like my first cousin. And mm. right now my first cousin's in prison. Stuck there. I don't know when he's coming out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And... The other, like, the rest of the boys that he was with, the wait, I'm thinking about it now. I think, say, there was, like, eight of them. Mm. I'm sure all eight have been in and out of prison since he's had this success. So yeah, yeah. I think whoever was around him at the time has obviously dragged him out of that scenario and that situation and put him somewhere else, which makes sense because, like I said, the friends that he was around then, like, I'm not saying they're bad people, but they're in a bad area of doing... Like I said to you, that a lot goes on in bold. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's not a good area kind of thing. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So them people have been in and out. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Out of prison since, so when he's making some of them songs that was in Boy in the Corner and the lyrics that he had when he was licking down the raves, it's when he's around these people, you get what I'm trying to say? But he's been taken out of that environment and put somewhere else. So he might not be able to be talking about the same stuff no more. Yeah. Just naturally, because he's not waking up every morning and jumping in a ringer to drive to radio with this one. And that. Like, that's what, that's what, no, of course. Like, you get what I'm saying? Stolen bikes. This one's having like guns shooting after this one. This one just shot after that one in the area, in the mm. same area, bro. Mm. So this one robbed that one and they're looking for him with a gun. And mm. if you're involved, are you involved? Like it's real stuff that was going yeah, on. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Like I said, firsthand stories that I could, you could go, we could go through Bona and someone could say, yeah, that's that was about that. That actually yeah. did happen. You get what I'm trying to say? So obviously I can't see him making a second album about the same stuff if he had to get taken out of that situation. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you you some artists are like sponges in it, and, yeah, and they course. express themselves based on like the the stimulants in it. It's like whatever's whatever you're kind of taking in, you're kind of putting back out into the world. And Dizzy is in a different place now. Definitely, his surroundings have changed. We yeah. as I was just about to say, like I've got too much ratings for Dizzy because in this day and age that we're in now, the music that he's making then people have taken it in from then and still kind of remaking up to now. Mm. Like, there's too much influence from him. And when he did drop Tongue in Cheek, he, that's when he just left XL and he was by himself and he got three number ones on the album. So yeah. that's a major move. So regardless, like, no one can fault him on that. Yeah, at he all. knows what he's doing. Yeah. He already mentioned it as well, that like, after Boy in the Corner, um, all the albums that he did after that, like, he didn't feel like even when he made Boy in the Corner, it was actually kind of branded as grime at the time. He actually did an enemy interview, I think a couple of years ago, where he was talking about the topic of grime and saying that like when he made Boy in the Corner, he didn't have like grime in his head when he yeah. made that. He I just don't think, made yeah, what I don't he think wanted to make. Yeah, no, I, never no, I, I don't know where this name come from, to be <laughs> honest. You know. It's the media. It's, it's the media. It's the media. Man. Yeah. 
Exactly. Honest. There we go. Oh no, uh, Chantel Fidi. I'm sure we was ridiculing that name before, like of saying course. grime and laughing. Like, at it's it, like. dirty. Like we're supposed to be dirt or what? Yeah, like was, I'm sure that's a name that we've all kind of bashed. Like what's crime, <laughs> like kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? This is just mm. all right. We're from England, so we've all grown up to jungle and garage, and it's a certain speed. But obviously, away for right, so all right, there's garage, yeah. But then you have songs like remember Dubwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dark white, dark white. That's, that's basically a That's dark. Yeah, that it's not the I'll yeah. bring you flowers, isn't it? So mm. when you're gonna make a tape and stuff like that, it's songs like that. Mm. Do you remember? Um, what you get what I'm saying? Um, not dilemma. Um, check this. Yeah. So so. Like, yeah, yeah. That that instrumental. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you got what I'm saying. There's, that's what I'm saying. So like when I'm saying about the sets in the bedrooms and stuff and the youth club, that's the songs that you're gonna run that instrumental and try and I don't know if you're gonna try and. At do them or whatever, but you're influenced and gassed by what's so solid so much done in it. Than yeah, of course, that's what I'm saying. Know. So it's always been like the other side of garage. There's always been two sides. So I don't know why they even bothered giving it the name Graham. You get what I'm saying? It's always been our kind of music. Like I said, you said the soul solid stuff. You love the Persia stuff. You love like the more fires. It's all. It's all like there's two sides. Like rap right now, you can get the trap or you can get like the funny dance music kind of. You get what I'm saying? So there's two sides. Absolutely. So I don't know why there's they even... There's many dimensions. None of these, none of these subcultures, subgenres. Yeah, it's no, dark, but it's... dirty. I don't like that word, you know. No, not you know? one It's just bit, so, it's international now and it's so well... That's what I'm saying. Because people can put you down as a gram artist as well, but when you're not just doing that, yeah, you're yeah. doing other things as well, but you're just labelled as a gram artist now. Yeah. But because then people do that for any genre, innit? Like a punk artist who does spoken word is still just going to be called a punk no, artist. No, but you've got to remember there's uh, electric pop and there's different soul, soulful house, there's hard house, there's all... Exactly. So they label all of them different names and then grime is just one thing. Like, that's yeah. it. You know what I mean? I, I honestly like the word grime. It's weird. It's nah, like, nah. like, again, it's, it's got a similarity yeah. to punk as well. It's got a, 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 a negative connotation, but at the same time... It's fitting with the music. As he said, it's still yeah, not on it's iTunes. Really it's still not on iTunes. Huh? It's still not on iTunes. Yeah, it should be on iTunes. 100% should be on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's disgusting. It should definitely have Very its own disgusting. category by... They by need the to start they... spelling it with a capital G first. Because there's some articles that keep saying lowercase you don't, G. You, Why? You don't, write, you don't write genres with a capital letter. <laughs> <laughs> on that note we're going to take a break um, for a few minutes and we'll be back for the second half shortly alright we're back episode 019 of the TV. I thought, I thought it was 18 mate is it 018 <laughs> you're definitely right <laughs> <high. laughs> you said 18 <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 019 of a TVC podcast brought to you by GRM Daily um, before the break we were talking uh, grime and the debate going on about the sort of cultural ownership of the aforementioned genre. Um, and I think we kind of concluded with that, that it is, it's, it's a predominantly black experience. Um, but I think the bigger picture is it's a, it's a working class experience. I think when you, when you put, um, color on it like that it almost sets boundaries and there's not, too much of a danger of exclusion basically yeah it's not a good idea man you understand uh and you know we all know kind of you know it's an unspoken thing that we all kind of know 
the origins. You know, if you know, you know, you understand. And I think only the people within Grime, I feel like only the people that actually respect it, you know, for what it is, are involved in it. It's a unique genre in that sense. Everyone who's involved in Grime is serious. It's not a genre like rock or rap or, you know what I mean? There are some jokers within every genre, but that you can't really name very many in grime that are making it, that are known. You understand, I feel. And um, and I think that's testament to, to the multiculturalism of it. And yes, it's coming from a predominantly black experience. Yeah, but those originators, I don't think they put racial boundaries on it. So why should the resurgence have that kind of, you know, I doubt you'd ever Sorry so it's, I keep cutting you up man. No, 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 Here's no. my first podcast People I apologise no, yeah, So we're, am, we're amateurs I'm just talking over so everyone just I just know. catch myself no, Talking over learning, everyone But yeah no Like We could talk for days and days About how it's not A certain colour But like I don't think a man like Wiley Will sit here and say And that is like You could call him the godfather Kind of like A real Adam and Eve Kind of like At the start kind of thing So I doubt he would sit there And say it's for us black people. So if you're not going to hear that out of his mouth and some of the people that, yeah, were there at the start to make it what it is now, you're not going to hear it from them. You know what I'm trying to say? So if we ain't going to hear it from them, then you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. Absolutely. Um, We'll move on to uh, what's become a bit of an institution when it comes to grime and other types of genres. And it's the, uh, the threat of closure that Fabric faces because of these two um teenage drug related deaths within quick succession i think it was like within a week of each other these two kids uh, had um they overdosed on some sort of recreational drug and the venue's getting blamed for it and uh do you think it's a problem i can kind of predict what your answer is going to be <laughs> do you think it's like a problem that's just there and Fabric were unlucky enough for it to happen there? Or do you think that it's anything to do with the way that that particular club is run? Do you understand? Do you, do you think it's a thing that could have happened to anyone? Definitely. The truth is, um, you know, people that get into these clubs with these drugs and social security stop everyone and search them. People will be putting stuff up their ass. They'll probably be using girls to bring stuff in. Um, you know, there's no way of like stopping people from getting, unless you're going to strip search everyone before they come into the rave, which are that they've got the time and resources for. You're never going to really gut out this drug problem. Like it's like, it's going to be like, it's going to happen, isn't it? Regardless, you could shut down fabric, you know, it's like, and you see these, this music stuff and these kind of particular events that are getting held there. It's like tribes of people. So the same set of people, it's not like you're separating them and going to have a new crowd. You can just shut down Fabric, open a new place that could be like an hour away from where Fabric is. The same people are going to gather up. The word's going to get around that this is the new spot. Everybody's going to go there. And the same thing's going to happen. So I don't know if it's like pff, sniffer, they could sniff a dogs to just try and really stop the job. I don't know. I don't know what. But like I said, shutting down a particular venue that has got CCTV and bouncers outside that are actually searching people, bouncers walking around inside that venue trying to detect if there's drug taking and selling going on that 
shutting that, I don't think that's going to make a big I difference. Think, I think that seems more vengeful than logical, shutting down. Yeah, it's yeah, like no, you're no, blaming it's the them. truth. But you know what the truth is? It's, it was bound to happen, though, because the truth is, I'm uh, obviously, I'm a black male. Every time I'm in that club, Bruv, you got any key on you? You got anything for sale? Like, that's all I'm But that's everywhere up and though. down, like, up and down, up and down. So it's bound to happen. That's just everywhere. Mate. We just come back from our beef and the same thing, like, like, you see people on the beach, on the beach, bro, their jaws swinging, eyes wide open, like, and this isn't, like, you're just on a beach, like, you're on holiday. So, you know what I'm saying? They've managed to get it from the UK to here. So what are you going to do? Shut down our beef or, like, stop people from going out? There's not, like, stopping the actual venue is, like, you get what I'm saying? Maybe they should have, I don't know. And I'm sure there is undercover police in a lot of these places right now. No, but the, even undercover police can't really. Can I lock ask you one question? Like can so I ask you one question? Blame the venue. Might it be because of the kind of area it's in? Because it's not really an urban kind of area. They don't really care too tough. No, but like I said, these events that are taking place in these particular places, it's going to be the same tribe of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go to these house events or whatever events, you see the same faces. It's like they're all following the culture. So, you can shut it down from one event. That's like if you say, oh, I don't know, for example, Graham Daly are putting out videos about this, that, and other. Let's shut down Graham Daly. Whoever was going to Graham Daly to watch that, they're just going to go to another station. Yeah, they're going to seek the you same. You know what I'm saying? So, that is not the, that's not going to stop it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's true. So, I don't know, man. I'm not. I don't, I'm not too sure. Obviously, it's like if no one, if the the batch that was going out weren't as bad, then someone wouldn't have died and it wouldn't be an issue. So people are going out every single, as we speak, there's people on drugs right now getting high, just probably sitting in their house with nothing better to do. So they're just taking drugs. So, you know what I'm saying? It's not, that's not, nothing's really changing by shutting down a place that people gather. You're just, you yeah, you're just shifting the, the, the activity somewhere else. I think that's mad. That ain't going to make a difference. I can't see it making a difference, to be honest. It's different if it was like people were coming into the events with guns and knives and the security can't detect that. But like I'm saying, there's no way to physically stop people coming in that room with drugs because right, the first thing you search them, search their bags, whatever. But like I said, there's, but there's people in prison taking drugs right now. Yeah, they can't even gut out drug taking in prison. How are you going to try and stop that in a nightclub? You know what I'm saying? Around music that is like, it's... Specifically designed to make people want to take drugs. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't really blame the thing. So half the prisons are at the stories I'm hearing about in the prisons right now. Like... The prisons, you're going to shut down all the prisons. Like, you get what I'm trying to say? So that's a bit harsh. Like, I think that's a bit harsh, to be honest. A lot of people would wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I think one thing that could be considered is just regulating drug use in clubs. Do you know what I mean? They could be like... Do you know... Sorry. Do you know yeah. what they... Sorry, I'll keep cutting you up. No, I'm no, have to no, stop it's this. Just, mate, it's, it makes yeah, it no, even course, more interesting. The truth me. is, it's like they've made it sound like it's fabrics is a drug then that they've got their own like mcdonald's kind of thing like their own employed set of drug dealers behind the tills i've heard those yeah like that's what they're making it sound like oh because of your employees that are selling drugs like and the drugs it's like food poisoning like you know like a shop that's been giving everyone food poisoning so you're shutting it down but it's like i doubt fabric are employing people to sell drugs in their club i doubt i don't know you get what i'm trying to say so unless it was like that then that's like, well, you're wrong in it, but I don't think it's like a proper drug then that you can go in and openly buy drugs and stand in the middle of the dance sniffing or but whatever. At like. least once every night that that club has been on, someone has definitely taken at least one drug. Oh, come on, bro. But like that goes without saying, but like I said, like 
they'll shut down fabrics is going to be a new spot and the new spot yeah, so much trouble getting taken I think, think it would be quite interesting to look at um, Ministry of Sounds takings if they did touch wood they don't but if uh, if they did get the um, what? Egg. It yeah, is, yeah, I think it is, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly. another one. Like, it's just, you know what? It's just unfortunate that people dropped in, like, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the thing. It was bound to happen somewhere. Yeah, definitely. It was just sod's law that it happened at Fabric what? twice. Can I ask you one question? Was it a, uh, like a petition or the actual law put a... Yeah, I think the law got involved and, and they the police are launching an inquiry, I think, into fabric, into these deaths, innit? Um, someone's got an answer for it, innit? Two boys died, innit? So someone has to answer for it. They can't just let that slide, innit? It's, it's, it's extraordinary, basically. If it was one person, you know what I mean? They'd so, But two boys in quick succession. Can I just ask you one question, please? Did one person die one day? <laughs> like, sorry, I'm not even being yeah, heartless. I but no, I think it was. The, yeah, I think. And so. they didn't like the people could have down the club for like the week or. Something. They, they, they suspended their license. Them boys that died could have actually come in the club with their own drugs that they bought from outside. So who knows where they blaming fabrics is a bit mad. But do you know where it is though. It goes back to. Yeah, I know, but come on, like I said, you can can people right now. I could be sitting there with mad drugs. You'd never. You could search me. You wouldn't know, bro. You could try and search me before I come in your office because you don't want that in your office and you wouldn't know. It could be up my ass, it could be under my inner soles, it could be anywhere. I could be with a girl, she's got in her knickers, you're never going to get in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a myth to try and say that you're going to lock it down and make sure no one's stepping in there with drugs. You'll have a hard time trying to do that. But it goes back to what we were saying before about the crowds and these kind of dances though because like, back in the day, it's like, I don't know if you're going to them Eskimo dances and that, it's just weed and yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the only that's drug, it, really. Yeah. Like, weed and liquor, and that's exactly. it. You know what and I'm saying? And then they started progressing to the MD yeah. and all, all of that. that wasn't really popping back then. It was just mm. really weed. Do you know what drug it was the person died of? Was it ketamine or something? I have no idea. I don't... I think our um, researcher has retired, basically. What drug did they Yeah. It doesn't say. Postmortems haven't been held yet. Oh, for real? They were just called to a hospital in East London after he became... Unwell outside. That's what I'm saying. He could have took the drugs after leaving then. He could have just bumped into a dealer outside. Because these areas that the stuff's going on in, they've probably got loads of dealers in the area because they know people. So what, he didn't even die in the club? That's That's fucked. And the thing is, even if he did die in the club, say if he took the drugs before he got to them. That's that's my point. He could have just happened to die in the club. He might have took it in the club, but... Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Of course. London's classic bars and pubs. Yeah. Chasing Status have said, "Open it." Plastician, the classic. Artwork said something. All of them have said, "Yeah," and he said, it's, "They've said it's time to start doing the job you promised to us." So it could be open within twenty-eight days. Fair play. I hope so. I think um, it'd be unfair to um, shut down. Yeah, like I said, what's become an institution? Do you know what I mean? As as far as music venues go, we'll move on to the last category last but not least yeah last but by no means least best album at the uh, rated awards would you mind reading them out we have Kano's Made in the Manor Skepta's Konnichiwa Little Sims A Curious Tale of Charles and Persons Scraps The End of the Beginning Gigs Landlord Section Boys Don't Panic Bugsy Malone Facing Time and Frisco System Killer 
eight albums, industry voted. Do you think it's um? Do you, do you think there's any albums that aren't in there that should have been? That's to both of you. It's it's just 2016, basically, isn't it? Like of 20, well, that's eight albums. September the first, 2015 to August the first. Well, including gigs, August the fifth in all the time. So August the fifth, 2016. Like I said, I'm a bit of a caveman, so forgive me if I sound ignorant right now. But to be honest, them albums, well, them names especially are the most current popping names of this year. So, like. If it's in there, it's in there kind of thing, isn't it? Like that's eight people there. It's not like you've got three or five, it's eight. Can, can, can I just interject? So, Long Way Home, that was before that the cutoff point, right? Oh, yeah, of course it did. Sorry, my bad. My, my, I was just, I just interjected to display my ignorance. So, so, go on. So, I'll just say, like, I'm sure if industry voted as well, eight people, like, I'm not, I'm not sure you missed anyone there, like, if you've got eight names done, you see what I'm saying? So you must have nailed it. Like you've captured all eight of the best albums that have had the most hype, getting the best ratings online and stuff like that. So I, I don't, I think you've got it, man. Eight makes a lot of sense. I like to say that um, I enjoyed Kano's album. I enjoyed Skepta's album. I enjoyed Giggs' album. And um, I, I, I believe it's one of them three that should win it for me personally. Yeah, I, I I share the same sort of sentiment. I really enjoyed Giggs's album. As far as an album goes, and as far as the, um, as far as the the how meticulous and articulate people were in creating an album type concept, I think Kano is my one to vote for personally. Yeah, that was like a documentary kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you get me. Sick. Even down to you know visually, I think the whole experience when it came to, uh, to Kano's album were. It was it was all so cohesive and it it really kind of you you'll be able to see that as a snapshot when you look back at that album like ten years from now do you know do you know what I'm saying um or a photo album if you like so yeah he my my um my vote would go to Kano yeah my um me personally maybe because we rolled together we've got the same taste but me and Solar think the same Skepta Gigs Kano but I am a massive Kano fan. And because that first album he ever bought, it was crazy. So then hearing what he made this year, it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like it touched me, like that first album touched me. You feel me? So there's no other album up there that's going to beat that for me, to be honest. And I think that um, it's fair to say as well that if there's one person that everybody else is hoping wins it, I think it would be Kano. Do you get what I'm saying to you? I think, I think everyone in that category... Well, most people in that category are probably thinking if I don't win it, I'd want Kano to win it. Probably in the category, yeah, but that's hard because I would say then maybe people in the category are thinking gigs just because that's like, I don't know. Remember, yeah, he is. Remember what I said about he started blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, of course. But the thing is, even gigs, this is what this is where gigs, um, Kano has the advantage because even gigs, like, well, they rate each other Yeah, you very, can tell they, they got high rate. You understand? So that For the craft. But the the truth is, I don't know, like, um, him calling the album Landlord is getting it spot on. I just, I, you know, when I've said that um, he started this kind of bad boy thing, I, I forgot that he called his album Landlord. So him actually saying, I am the Landlord, is a big statement. Well, do you know what the funniest thing is? It was one of the section boys that called him that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah because he's probably saying, like, 
bro. It, they're probably thinking I'm from South. If it wasn't for you, I doubt this would be going on. So that's spot on. That's spot on. That's probably why he deserves to win it, to be honest. He's the governor, isn't it? Realistically, everyone has to just, yeah, if you get H's stamp of approval, as they call him, I'm not saying H like we're best mates or whatever, but if you get Giggs' thumbs up and stamp of approval, that's probably like a blue tick in the rap world. Giggs saying your thing's hard. You get what I'm saying? So if that's such a, but then again, it's like, you could say that about Skepta and Graham, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I believe them two at the moment, um, they've got quite big influences in each thing, like Graham, even though Geeks does a lot of gram. But yeah, it's like, pff, it's, that's going to be a hard one, man. Yeah. That is definitely going to be you a hard one. You made me rethink, man. It's, bro, you, you can't really just have an answer. Your answer might change tomorrow, bro. Yeah, it's true. There are a lot of favourites in that category. So there are rappers in that category whose favourite rapper is in that category. Yeah, definitely. It's the, that's a hard category to be in, bro. Like, I don't think anyone will want to put money up for that one to say who they reckon's got it. Because... It could go. It could go anywhere. You could just see the section boys win it then, really. Because if it's about voting, they've got a, they've got the young. Is that an industry vote or a public vote? That's oh, it's not a public vote. vote. I thought it was the industry that just put them names together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Majority of them are public vote, innit? Bro, my timeline on Instagram and Twitter for like, like I dropped a video and I was scared like last week. Because of what the landlord, that album was doing online, bro. Like, it's easy to get lost in the wind when my man's dropping something. You get what I'm saying? So if it's going to go on buzz and stuff like that, and that's the most recent buzz to everyone's, yeah? You get what I'm saying? Kanichu had done a lot online, though. It was getting a lot of love and appreciation online. Around the world. Around the world, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I think every, every single album in in that category, you know, especially the ones that we've been talking about, um, they've they've come with an experience and they've been part of a greater experience, obviously. With and they all kind of signaled returns as well. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Skepta signaled the uh, the return, basically, of Grime, really, and also, you know, his return to Grime. Um, Kano's was a return to making a fucking album. Yeah, coming back. Yeah, yeah. now he come. But you know what is? I like that. That that I like what that album represents. Yeah, just myself as an MC that kind of had a long break. And come back because it's like he come back and I don't know. Smash as well. The first couple things didn't really have the like what response you think Kano was supposed to get. What like, like um I think uh, the flow of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. That oh, was that, was, no, but yeah, that's still that was, was still then. Yeah, but you know what? I'm I like saying the, the it's a good I like the song, but it's like the place weren't going mad because it's like anything Kano spits on is supposed to be like that. It wasn't like what Garage yeah, Skank and Freewheeler. Yeah, obviously, I hear that. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Then you realize they came after. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. I like the way it's come together that, climb, yeah. like, boom, it wasn't straight away like, <gasps> Kano, it's like people, obviously, like I'm saying, people and like, fat new people, kids, they don't really know about Home Sweet Home and who, K, K, like, Kano, Nasty Crew, they ain't really appreciating that. So they're hearing it and it's not like, Boom, but it's like everyone has had to take breath and respect it. Even myself, like I went to the show in Troxy. I like Gary, I respected Garage Skank, but Free Wheel Ups, like that turned into my best song at the time from hearing it live, bro. Like a lot of songs you got to hear it live to appreciate it. But when I heard Free Wheel Ups live, like it's like, what a track. Like you get what I'm saying? 
So I like I like what that Kano album represents, being slept on and just locking it down. Because like now we're speaking like that is possibly in the ranks. Well, this is our opinion. We're saying top three that should get it is Kano, Giggs and Skepta. So now look what, how we're ranking him right now compared to probably this time last year. You know what I'm saying? Even though he, yeah, last year he got that um, award rated, but it was more like paying homage, like for legacy. But now it's like not even, we're not it's even, yeah, like it's not no Michael Jordan thing right yeah. now. He's back on the field. Like yeah. he's like Steph Curry now. You yeah. get what I'm trying yeah. to say? So that is sick. So I, I, boy, I'm I'm looking forward to see who wins it. That is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. Of course, it's culminated in, in him selling out Brixton Academy as well. You know, this, this album running. And I think that really does, um, it it really is testament to the hard work that he put in, and just the, the 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 decisions that he made that were increasingly better every single time. Do you know what I mean? He, he you you're right. You know the the first releases that he put out on upon his return, they weren't as widely received as the ones he subsequently put out. So you can tell that he was literally going. This is what happened last time. This is what I'm gonna put. And and just the promo around it and everything was so homegrown. It was so. Raw, it really reminded me of the sort of better Channel U videos. Yeah, if you get what I'm saying. 100%. Garage Skank as well, though, bro. Like, even at, at one Eskimo dance, one Eskimo dance, this is when I don't even think it was like KA, like it was but one Eskimo dance and he performed Garage Skank. I said, oh my gosh, it's problems right now, you know, like everyone's in a lot of problems. KA's back. It's, it's Kano again, you know, I'm trying to say. At his own show, uh, he had to wheel it up about eight Three wheel ups. Because- was anyone here at Troxy? Oh my goodness. Troxy there was, was a rave we were supposed to go to and like we was just trying to go to Troxy and go to the rave after. We couldn't leave, bro, because it's like emotional madness. But you know what it is? I like to take time to just big up the rated awards because I like what that represents right now. Cause everyone moans about, you know, other I don't even want to say no name, certain awards where the person is supposed to win don't win and this, that and other. I like the fact that these guys have just it's come hearting, together. It? It's, it's like some it's like the UK Urban Grammys, bro. Like it's a big deal. Like the last one was big. I think this one's going to be even bigger. And it's just like the people that are going home with the awards are the people that, you know, they're the people's choice. You get yeah. what I'm saying? I can't see anyone going home complaining that uh, the uh, the um, the rated awards is rigged. This one, how can he win this, that and the other? I think it's going to be bang on. I, I, I already know I'm not going to hear the winner and just think, how? You get what I'm trying to say? It's, the, it's, the, it's like it's for the people, by the people. You get what I'm trying to say? So... That's sick. I like what they've done there. You know what I'm saying? As an artist yourself, yeah. there's just a few things that I saw on Twitter was like, what qualifies as an album now? Someone was saying, oh, Bugsy Malone's thing's an EP. Like, how long, I how can't tell the difference Bugsy anymore. Malone's thing? Eight, I believe. That's definitely not an EP. But I can't tell the difference anymore. For you as an artist, what is the difference between an album, an EP, and a mixtape? If it's on iTunes and you're paying for it, you got a good point there. If you if they're packaging it, I saw original beats. Yeah, who, who who I'm not no, no one's no like specialist to say nah. This is a you get what I'm trying to it's say. Whatever you make it, it's nah. Whatever it's you whatever you is. make it. Like if I want to, if I say I'm I'm producing five beats tomorrow yeah. and I'm gonna call it whatever I want to call it. Like EP album, it doesn't really matter now. If the pieces are hitting, the pieces are hitting. This goes back to a term we use. Yeah, pieces are hitting, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's connecting who you want it. Yeah, if your pieces are who you want it, who you want to connect with, and who you want to impress, or who you want to take it in. If it's getting them, you're getting the response you want, the numbers you want. You know what I'm saying? Who's anyone to try and 
take away from what it is and say, ah, it's not that, it's that. You get what I'm saying? You've achieved what you're trying to achieve. I think on, on that note, we can wrap it up, right? Yeah, thanks for joining us, gents. I think a, a round of applause is uh, fitting. I, I brought my podcast virginity today, man. Oh, no. Sick. Oh, man. Sick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Yeah, for real. That bull in the China shop, but you know where it is? Big up gets because I see on Twitter him saying something about he was hiding, holding up some signs saying Rebel with a course took him two and a half years. That just made me know I'm not in no rush to drop nothing. You know, um, I dro- I gave them 500 grams. That's something like just to hold on to for now to say I'm recording. You can see me on at the stage shows, on radio. I'm dropping tracks. I'm everywhere. I'm active. You get what I'm trying to say? I deal with supply and demand. So until I'm seeing the masses on Twitter begging for the EP. I'm not in a rush to throw it on deaf ears. You know what I'm saying? I'm recording all the time. I'm going to studio as we leave here. I'm recording all the time. I'm not under pressure to just throw out an EP just because, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing people throwing out like six EPs and I'm thinking, what's the point? Like, what are they holding on? The people are just thinking him again. You get what I'm saying? I say it has to be epic or I don't, I don't really deal with mediocrity. So if it ain't, like I said, my pieces have to hit, man. Because it, it's time and... It's time and effort to put them EPs together, man. You get what I'm saying? People don't see that, though. They just think that we have studios in our basements and with an engineer that's living in the basement and, you know, we get an idea and we can just go down there and record it and it's not really as simple as that, man. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my engineer had a brain tumour. Sent it out to Dan. He's just recovering now. So, you know, you get what I'm saying? I'm saying. They got the MDXP music group as well, man. Love and respect for them, but yeah. Yeah, me, I've got my next project is um, I've got a video coming out with Chips called Hot Stepping. Going to shoot the video in about two weeks. The tune is finally finished. Went to his house the other day, finally finished it. We're shooting the video, possibly have a next week or the week after. So that will be out very soon. It will be on iTunes, Spotify. You can get that everywhere. Video coming out on Graham Daily. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Graham Daily wants all the videos, you know. Hey, but yeah. That's gonna... <laughs> yeah, that's coming out. I've got um two tracks with Scorcher. They're coming on his album, but his first single on his album is my track featuring uh, Merkston and Getz. I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But yeah, anyway, all right, cool. The video, we're going to shoot that soon. That's going to be out soon. I'm working on my own EP as well. That's going to be out within the next couple of months. I've got Double S on it as well. I'm going to put So Large on it. It's just, you know what the thing is with being a producer, kind of, you know, like the DJ Khaled artist kind of thing, is getting the artist in the studio, finish your tune, get it here. Like, it's it's a very long process. That's why it's taken so long. But don't worry, I'm working. I've got so many tunes, crazy tunes. I've been sending here, out, here, there, so... You're going to see me a lot on your screens. Don't worry. You're going to see me out there. Trust me. It's going to be called Pay Them Back With Success. That's the truth. Nice place to wrap it up. Join us for the next episode, 020. But for now, peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.